0: Running makes you feel terrible in the moment and incredible afterwards. Johnny Davies. Johnny Davies. Running the entire London Underground, every single line, 572 kilometres. Four years ago, the idea of me running a marathon with beyond me. That's something I never thought I could do, with a smile on my face. I'm now doing it with ease. Has there ever been any other moments where you did start getting those lows? I had uh, my cousin passed away the back end the last year. It's like, you know, how do we feel about someone so young passing away? What does that mean for your life? How the fuck is this possible? I'm trying to go to therapy. I am terrible at that kind of stuff. Like, you know, just someone I don't really know having a conversation like that and asking real deep questions. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I don't tell you this. Yeah, what are the ways I can improve this attitude I have towards myself or towards people who give me or show me any love or affection? Why do I feel that I don't deserve these things? What is it about me?
1: Our champion today is an ordinary bloke facing an extraordinary challenge. His name is Johnny, and he's planning to run the entire length of the London Underground in 11 days. That's 572 kilometers, which in context is 13 marathons. He's a believer that running's massively helped his mental well-being, and when listening to him, I believe it too. So, welcome to Power of the Ordinary, by the way. Thank you very much. (laughs) Appreciate you having me. Um, The the point of the podcast is everything you've just been touching upon is... It's, it's, yes, you're starting to get this traction right now. You're doing, you're running, you're getting this audience. You've got an incredible challenge that's around the corner. Yes. Can you tell me a bit about the challenge? 11 days, tube stations, networks. It tell is, me about that.
0: It is, uh, yes, yeah, a special one. So it's starting in 13 days time. Yeah. Um, on September the 7th. So by the time this goes out, it may already have happened. Yeah.
1: So September the 7th, yep. you are partaking a running challenge.
0: Run the line. So Run this the is line. Running the entire London Underground. Every single station, every single line. From start to finish, down yep. every single split, the whole works. Um, When I had the idea, I didn't realize how, exactly how long it was going to be. How it's long actually is it? 572 kilometers.
1: How much is that a day?
0: It depends on which line you're running. So rather <laughs> rather than doing it a case of like, let's split it evenly, I thought, let's do a line a day and it varies. So there's act- the av- like the average, th- there's only one line that's basically works out as what the average is. And that's yeah. around 55, 56k. The rest of them are... Varying between sort twenty and thirty k, yeah, and then it's like seventy to ninety k. So it's a day of like goes basically seventy k, thirty k, yeah,
1: seventy k again, thirty five k, eighty k. And to give context to this, how long's a marathon? Oh, like 42 k. So a marathon's forty two k. Yeah. So realistically, it's at least a marathon a day, if not way more. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a few days in there where it's double marathon days. Um, so it's like London Marathon twice in a day.
0: In in essence, yeah, just with less people chanting or cheering for you and a lot more tourists, commuters, cyclists, roadworks, people in the way. Um, yeah. And there's no sort of aid station on the way. It's all we're, we're crewing ourselves and and working on it out there. Now so. The
1: question that begs me to ask is, well, like, why? What What was the point <laughs> that made you go, I'm going to do this challenge?
0: It's an interesting one. I've started getting into the world of ultra running just through the steps we'll go, to, go through shortly. Yeah. Um, the challenge itself came about, I I had an idea to try and do an interesting running challenge for mo- for the own sake of having something to aim for like that just means that it creates disciplines in your daily yeah. life. The challenge itself is fantastic, but the real value isn't completing the challenge. The real value is becoming a person who can complete that challenge. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, that means you have to be disciplined with your training. It means you've got something to aim for. Mm-hmm. It means that you know that you know that you're accountable to yourself. You're accountable to your training. And I always put that sort of attitude towards most things in life. It's never the thing. The achievement itself isn't the achievement. Yeah, the achievement is becoming a person who can achieve it. Yeah, you know, it's never you. Know, you know, I. I. You can scale it to anything. Going to university isn't about receiving a bit of paper at the end of the three years. It's the journey of the three years. It's the journey of the three years. Everything and anything like that. And you know, I think we get held up in society today with regards to things on social media. You look at the achievements people have got. The achievement itself isn't really worth much. Mm. You know, okay, you you know, it's sport, whatever it is. Okay, you win it this year. It's not yeah. It's not in achieving it. It's in becoming the person who can achieve it. Yeah. So for me, the challenge necessarily wasn't as important as I think it may seem. Obviously, it's an incredible challenge. It's in my home city of London. Mm-hmm. I'm able to bring as many people along with me as possible. People who want to come run with me and join me on it can come and join me with this. I think it's really special because yeah. a lot of other ultra running challenges, generally ultra runs are done in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Far out in in hospital places. London is a bit more hospital than most yeah. places. Ultra runs are done. At The same time though, it's still a unique challenge in the sense of because you have to deal with the cars, the people, the streets. It's yeah. busy as well. Um, But for me, it was most important, the fact that it was a place that people could join me on. People okay. can be involved in it as well. And that was really important for me. So that's why the whole thing, yeah. you know, it's with, with being live tracked So people can come join me wherever they want to. Yeah. Um, but for me, the idea first came about early this year. I actually ran the Victoria line, 24 kilometers, one of the one of the tube lines. And I didn't. I was like, I wonder if people are kind of interested in this stuff. And it turns out people have really, like, people have a, it sounds weird. Because London's such a unique city. It's a large city. Everyone's, you know, involved with getting around, whatever it is. Yeah. It's almost like, the, you know, the tube wants to place a character in London. Everyone yeah. has to take it. You have no choice the in London. The world knows about the London tube station. Exactly. So yeah. Everyone knows it. It's, <laughs> it's been. It's been all sorts of all sorts of things. So for me, I was like, okay, that's that's quite an interesting one to do. And I posted a video. It's called Running the Victoria Line. And, and is this it, right at the beginning? Yeah. This is early this year. This is early on this year. I was like, oh, I want that. Be. I was like, I want to do it anyway because it's an interesting route to do. I was already signed up to run. I think it was it was like three weeks out from my previous ultra, mm. which was in America. It was a. 80k sort of mountain race, and I had to do some long runs. I was like, okay, this is seems to be interesting. It takes me through different areas of London as well, rather than running the same sort of routes. I just kind of posted, I was like, "Oh, this, you know, see what happens." Ed the video did really well, kind yeah. of blew up on that, and people were like, "You should run this line. You should run this line." I looked at the other lines, like, I wonder how long it would take me to run all of them. Right. And I kind of started putting it together. I was like, no, actually, how long would it take me to run all of them if I did it like that? but I looked around. There's a handful of people who've done it before over different time frames. Okay. And I just thought. That's quite interesting. And at the time, you know, things are as moving forward. I was looking at what, what are the races to do this year, or what other challenges to do. I was like, no, this one seems great. You know, it's in my hometown. It kind of makes sense. Has and anyone ever done it in
1: eleven days before?
0: One guy has done it eleven days. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So, and also for me, it's not about trying to say like beat this person. Is that? Like, yeah. It's never my goal or intention. These things. It's never around that because even someone's like, oh, you know, is there a record for this? Or could you apply to Guinness Records? It's like, I. Don't care about any of that kind of stuff because that's definitely not why I'm in this for. Because for me, it's you know it's about inspiring people and encouraging Mm. people to do difficult things or things that they find challenging.
1: Yeah, which is really interesting. And I think what the most interesting part for me is. Is it's great that the fact you're not so fixated on the goal. The goal's allowing you to do that training, but the goal's allowing you to go on a journey, and you're very hyper aware yeah. that that journey's the the important part. That's the real value. And it's kind of like if you I don't know if you've watched the latest Netflix show with Mr. Tyson Fury himself. I certainly have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great thing, and he, like his mm. mental battles and stuff, is always about he's feeling so much better once he's on that journey towards on the a goal. Yeah. Now, for for me, it's when you say, saying, "Oh, I wanted to do this challenge." Was there a reason why you was like, I want to do this and I want to start running? Was it because you you wanted to have a goal or was it like- to- No, so
0: this is really interesting. Running has never come naturally to me. Yeah. I only started running when I was like 27. I I started running like four years ago. It was the first time I ever put on a pair of shoes and said, I'm going to go for a run. Yeah. I ran before playing sport. I used to play rugby. Running was the part of sport I hated. I was slow i'm a big guy like yeah. i'm six four i'm 100 <laughs> you, you, you're tall <laughs> yeah I was tall. i'm um, 100 kilos now I used to be a bit heavier when i played rugby i was about 110 kilos yeah. so not exactly you know winning any uh, 5k or 10k yeah. race out here at all you know definitely not the bill for a runner and running was a thing that i think through playing sports at schools running was that punishment okay i think i call it running anxiety a lot of people get this because right. the only experience of running they've got is from at school they were told to run as fast as they can as hard as they can continuously, mm-hmm. which is not a pleasant experience to do. No matter who you are or how good you are at running, running it your full tilt all the time is not yeah. great. So things like cross country, I remember coming last in cross country. I, I was hated like, cross country at school. Exactly. And that's the idea I was like all running is, is you're taxing yourself and I'm not a runner. I yeah. sold myself this idea, I'm not a runner. And so it was a case of, I was, uh, I was actually on a work trip. I was out in Canada at the time. Just pre COVID to twenty twenty,
1: yeah.
0: And I was on this work trip, and it was I was on the worst time. it was awful. Like it was really like it was a very confusing period of time. I was in a bit of a transitionary phase. I was not sure I enjoyed what I was doing. I wasn't sure I wanted to continue doing what I was doing. But I was out there, and I I was so jet lagged. I woke up like five in the morning, middle of winter. I just went out for. I was like, I fuck it, I'm gonna have a run. So I kind of made a very conscious decision. I went on this run, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Like looking back, I've actually got the 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 route saved on Strava when I did it. I was looking at it a few... I always look, go back to this because it's the, the first time I ever did a yeah. run. I was like, some the, I was like, all right, I'm going for a run. I, I'll download Strava. It's the first thing I've ever posted on my Strava and uh, I remember looking back at it and I, it was freezing cold, pouring rain, pretty much pitch black. It was January in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. It's not the nicest time of year the nicest part of the world to be in. Yeah. And um, the only thing I had was a pair of rugby shorts and like a t-shirt and I went out, <laughs> it was freezing cold. And my lungs it, burned. It was horrible. It was beautiful scenery. I remember getting to 10K and like, you couldn't have paid me a million pounds to run any further. <laughs> <laughs> and I get, I get to the end, I'm like, wow, that was, and it was, it's one of those things that I, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing with regards to pacing mm. and that kind of stuff. I just, I just fancy going out for a run because I wanted to clear my head. Mm. And that was it. It was a case of, I'm not sure what I'm doing in life. I'm not sure where I'm at, but doing that kind of just made me feel a bit more comfortable. And the fact that it was a challenging thing, it wasn't easy. Like I said, running doesn't necessarily come yeah. easy to me. I was like, oh, I've just done this thing that was really challenging. and it took my mind off what I was dealing with and okay, that's interesting. Next day, I did the same thing again. A little bit less that time because uh, my legs were pretty sore, <laughs> but I went back out again and I did it. And I was like, oh, I was like, that was a bit of a pivotal like realization. Like, oh, okay, like this is something that I find difficult to do that mm-hmm. doesn't come naturally to me, and I don't necessarily want to do, but that's why I want to do it. Yeah, because it's something that is a, is a challenge. It's keeping my mind off the other things. And actually, when I finished, I noticed like my mind was very clear. Okay, it's very easy for me then to go, oh, okay, let's look at this. Like, let's look at the problems I'm dealing with now. I've just done the hard thing, the thing that I think is harder than the problems I've got to deal with.
1: Everything in comparison to that becomes a lot easier. I guess it's almost like that mental training of it, if you're training your brain every single, every single day to do things it doesn't necessarily want mm-hmm. to do and that then goes into your life when you're, oh, I don't want to reply to that email. Yep. but You've already told your brain, I do things I don't do want it. to do. So I'll just do it. It's literally just
0: trying to get control of your own thoughts and the way I, the way I look at it as well is, is the, the difference between before and after for me. Mm. Before, I let how I was feeling dictate my behaviors. Now my behaviors dictate how I'm feeling. Mm. It's really powerful Things to look at Because Again it's how I feel about it She doesn't even come into it I wake up I don't feel like running That's fine I'm going to do it anyway And then afterwards I feel Like a you know Competent I feel powerful For doing it yeah. And my emotions After are in so much Better check Whereas before You know I'd I'd seek pleasure in life and that was the only thing I'd be chasing I'd be chasing Short term pleasures. I'd, yeah. I'd be chasing This idea of I want to feel good now yeah. I don't have the patience Or the Discipline to do anything About it But what's the Fastest pleasure I can seek Let's go out for a drink. Let's go out for a drink, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. That, like that, that's what I do. If I felt down, whatever it is, okay, go for a drink. Yeah. I think so many people now. This most people I speak to about this are always it's also the same thing. They talk about how, you know, when they feel down, they go out for a drink. They take it too far. They mm. then get caught in that trap where they're like, shit. Next, you know, next, you know, next weekend, yeah. they're back at it again. And again, not demonizing going for drinking. I think in times of celebration, absolutely fine yeah. to you know, have a drink and, and whatnot. But as a mechanism, if not feeling good, to go for have a drink. Isn't necessarily what I'd recommend yeah. in, in this sense here. Whereas, it's not
1: healthy. No,
0: not, not as light as in there, that, in there at all. But with regards to how things change to me with regards to framing, running and feeling yeah. good, it's doing that thing that I don't want to do that's hard mm. and t- getting control of just because I feel like I don't want to do this. My behavior is still going to dictate this. I am doing it mm. whether I feel good or not. Afterwards, the feelings are in check. And it's almost like a daily reset because that's yeah. that's me the rest of the day. Like, I woke up this morning really early, got my 10K done. I didn't want to do it. I didn't feel like going for a run this morning, as with pretty much every yeah. morning. It got done. Afterwards, I felt great. I felt competent. I felt powerful. I, I felt like I was winning the day for myself there. Yeah. I then managed to get a whole bunch of work sorted out and done. I managed to get back to emails that I've been putting <laughs> off because I've, I've been sort of traveling around a lot yeah. this, this week and I, there's so much things I had to get sorted. I had to get that sorted before traveling up here today. Mm. There were so many things I had to get done. And it just sets the tone for the day of, I'm in charge of today. These are going to get done. And, you know, I've had a a fully, a full successful morning, traveled up here to Manchester. I'm now doing this with you guys. I'm
1: in control of it. Hey, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for listening and give one of you loyal listeners a chance to win a year-long supply of furosity to show appreciation for all your support. To enter, all you need to do is subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and share your favorite episode on social media. But don't forget to tag us so we can see it. We really do appreciate you and thank you for listening. It sounds like almost like the drug for emotions. You know what it is?
0: It's the opposite of drugs is the best way to explain it. Yeah. I heard this, I heard someone recent recently talk about this, so I won't take this to my own credit. But drugs make you feel good in the moment and terrible afterwards. Yeah. Running makes you feel terrible in the moment. And incredible afterwards, I think it taps into that same part of the brain, mm. it's the, just the opposite of it, yeah. Um, and it's an incredible way to look at it because again, it's it, your delayed gratification, delayed satisfaction, delayed joy. But and again, you're putting yourself into pain, you're putting yourself into the hurt locker, and that whether it's a 5k whether it's a 10k, whether mm. it's an ultramarathon, whether that's a multi day ultra marathon, whatever that is, it's delaying that reward, delaying that onset. But it's the feeling of competency you get, and I think. Most people just want to feel useful and competent about what they're doing here. Yeah. And with running, it's such an especially when you come from a position where not being good at it to getting better at it and seeing that progress and then being able to go out and again and again, do these things like four years ago, the idea of me running a marathon beyond <laughs> me. And it's like, you know, in the last year I've done multiple ultra marathons that are double, yeah. triple the distance of, of what these are. And it's like, hang on a minute. Like I feel pretty fucking confident after doing these things. I feel pretty good about myself. fact like, I've gone, hang on a minute. That's something I never thought I could do. Yeah. I'm now doing it with ease, with a smile on my face.
1: Yeah. It's pretty good to be here. How how so tell me through that mindset, like you struggled the first run you did, you managed it. Yeah. And you you do you have been in physical sport. You said you played rugby and stuff. Played rugby? In... I've
0: always I've always gone to the gym because yeah. I enjoy the gym. But for, the gym for me is never one of those difficult things. I like going to the gym because that's what me and yeah. my friends used to do when I was like 16 onwards. Lift weights at the gym. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a nice thing to do. I always I'll never not lift weights. I think it's yeah. fun to do, but I never find it particularly difficult. Yeah. I know some people do find that difficult. Yeah. And again, it's a different thing. Just being around that environment with friends, it's always been a fun yeah. thing to do. You know, I've never not, if i if no matter how bad I feel, I always go to the gym, lift Ooh, some weights. But, but, but running's the yeah. hard part.
1: What I mean is that's that's the that's the thing. You did you did that 10K, all right? Yeah. Somebody else's might be struggling to do that 1k, it could be a exactly. 5k, but wherever that benchmark is for that person, including yourself, which was yeah. 10, and it was really hard. And like you said, you could be paid a million pounds go to further. go further. That's and done. now you're doing like a marathon with ease, almost not with ease, yeah. but like it's still that mental battle, but it's a lot more achievable. 100 percent It's the wall, right? This is class, class as the wall, like the runner's wall. Exactly. So you hit the wall at 10K and then you may have hit it at 8K the next day and then 12K. Yeah. What was your mindset in terms of going, no, I want to keep breaking through that? Was there something in your brain that was like, this is what I do to get through it? What was the hack? I think you got to tap into anything. I mean, all
0: a lot of people talk about, you know, you got to do things for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to think positive these things there. It's not true. Use anything as motivation. Use anything. All emotion is motivation. That's free energy, right? Mm-hmm. So you feel good about things, doing things for the right reasons. Prove something to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to do it to prove someone wrong? Fucking use it. Like <laughs> there's, there's no rules on this. I mean, again, I, I get, the only time I get stick on social media about things is I'll often talk about like, you know, if you want to do something to prove someone wrong, absolutely go ahead and do it. It's free energy. You're dealing with a loss. You're dealing with grief, you're dealing with heartbreak. What these things are? It's free fucking fuel. Yeah. Right. It's free fuel. Whatever you're feeling, channel it into it. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, how can we, you know, what's, what's a good way to express these things. And the amount of emotions you end up going through doing these challenges like my last race was a, a race in America it was a 50 mile. So 80 K trail race okay. in upstate New York. And it didn't go to plan in a sense, hit the halfway point and I had a massive foot problem, wrong shoe choice. Things weren't going well. And I was like, I've got basically another marathon to do. And it's like two climbs as well. I'm been, I'm six hours in at this point as well. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. And I was like, no, no, no. What we're gonna do is gonna give myself two minutes to sort myself out an aid stations. Like, you're gonna have to take some fuel on. I could just about walk on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're we gonna do. You're gonna head headphones on. We're gonna go to a little dark place here. We're gonna put a little playlist on to get through. I thought, let's give it, let's give it another hour and just scrape together whatever pace you can find here. And let's just let's just get through this here. You know, we'll maybe we'll, we'll walk the uphills and we'll just on the flats. will keep moving. Downhills, will start moving again. But the next thing you know, <laughs> the other foot starts going as well. I was like, oh god, I'm in trouble here. Yeah. Four hours went by and I was in the pain cave. Like, everyone was trying to speak to me. I was like, just, just not having this. I like, mm. was quite a few of us in our know, group who were doing it. I was just, I left, took myself aside and said, I was going to do be on my own here. And got to another four hours down the road, and uh, I just said to myself, oh, man, I had that little conversation with myself. Hey, what, what are you feeling at the moment? What's going on in your life? What are you scared about? What are you worried about? And there's nothing distracting me. My, 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 my front part of the brain's so tired at this point. I was like, yo, let's have this conversation. Yeah. You know, just go tapping into things like. You know, why do I feel that I can't accept love? How often do we have that conversation, right?
1: No. <laughs>
0: Where did that come from? Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, this is a minute here. You know, I, I had a, my cousin passed away the back end of last year. It's like, you know, how do we feel about someone so young passing away? What does that mean for your life? Does that change anything? All these things are at no point. Yeah. Have I ever gone, you know, let's talk about this or talk about that, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, I don't fuck. and I just, for about half an hour, went through, okay, why do you feel this? What is, what's happened in your life that you feel that? This is what we're gonna do about it. Okay, great. Yeah. What are the actions there? When had a little conversation. Next thing you know, pain in my feet's disappeared. I start finding my pace again. I start running as if I've just, you know, had a week off and feeling great and woke up in the morning, had a cup of coffee. I'm like, hang on, I've been running for 10 hours straight here, climbed three peaks. Yeah. And the agony that was my feet has disappeared because I've just got through this mental difficulty in my mind like how how and maybe you know we uh, my, the only way I can think about it is maybe the physical pain we feel often is linked to that emotional pain and bags we carry yeah. and actually when we start letting certain things go or dealing with certain things things become a lot easier Yeah, the rest of the weight of life becomes a lot easier I'm not saying that's going to solve everything but Jesus Christ I was like hang on this is I'm, th- I'm feeling fit I can I'm feeling again. good here I catch up with my friends who are doing this. And bear in mind, every time they come to speak to me the last four hours, yeah. I've literally told them to leave me alone. I'm like, I, I'm in the hole at the minute. I can't, I don't want to communicate. I just want to do this. I just want to work through it. I'm there singing along, dancing. Like, I'm <laughs> having a good time. I'm then starting to push the pace with everyone. And it yeah. comes to the last like 5K. And I'm starting to really throw some numbers down. I'm like, and a minute. And I start pulling out some normal, like normal running pace. if I was yeah. we're, we're still on trails and I'm 75K down. I'm thinking how the fuck is this possible so when i talk about the emotions is this untapped energy pool we've mm. got do i believe it because that is just f- free fuel right there and yeah. there. And i finished the finish we finished in just under 12 hours and i was like i feel fucking fine i feel great what and was i was still flying on that energy did it hurt the next day no i felt good i, yeah. ran, I ran the next day i went for a little, little recovery run <laughs> i was like i was like what the fuck is this and i, I couldn't explain to you just how Painful that was mm. as a physical thing it was it wasn't like I was I was. I, even at the time checking myself like the backs of my heels hurt My Achilles were sore. Mm. I was like, this is I was like something's up here and I was in so much pain It was hurt every step hurt. Yeah, every step I can hurt but Four hours go by you kept kept on mm-hmm. moving and then he realize okay Maybe your body's exaggerates these issues. Yeah, that maybe there was something in there that was Holding me back or maybe there's some that that emotional pain. Yeah, you were holding on to some that weight and that's what that physical pain really yeah. was. Maybe just a little bit of physical mm-hmm. pain, but you amplified in your mind because you looked at it through this lens of negativity or this lens of or this emotion that you've given yeah. control to.
1: I'm sorry to pause the listening, but there's a product I need to tell you about. And it's our sugar-free caffeinated energy gum. It allows you to hit your day harder and give you a lift in moments where you need it most. Now, back to the show. And jumping into that, because this whole podcast, mm-hmm. like we want it to be raw, honest, sure. and so people be able to connect. Those moments you was going through, you touched on it slightly when you was at that work in that place. Yeah. Has there ever been any other moments where you did start getting those lows, or at home, and that, like you just said, like mm. you went through a horrible thing? Your cousin. You got yeah, lost my passing and... my
0: cousin last year was something that, and again, I'm quite good at putting on a bit of a brave face. Yeah, and I'll admit that because it's something that I'll always mm-hmm. do, and it's always like a fallback for me. I'll talk about it here and there, and I'll you know think you know I'm working through this, and then when something happens again, it's a, my natural instinct is to. Everything's all right. I can manage it. I can deal with it. That's fine. Mm. And I remember when when it happened. Very very sad. You know, left behind two kids, his uh, his partner as well, and it was really really sad in the family. And I, I remember the time like I didn't necessarily give it at the time because first time I lost a cousin. You know, yeah. someone so sort of nearest to my own age. And
1: how how old were they?
0: He was in his forties, so was a little bit older than me. But he yeah. was my oldest uh, oldest cousin, and he was a, you know really great bloke. And I just didn't really at the time it was again a case of recognizing what's happened, but it was it was such a new emotion and my my auto response is usually okay we're going to put that back there and that's kind of any every time anything tragic's happened in my life or anything that's difficult is happening in my life my first response isn't always like oh fuck it's always like okay this happens like you know what you can deal with it you can deal with it but the problem with that is by pretending those emotions don't exist as a yeah. dealing coping mechanism doesn't solve the problem or doesn't it's not a way of dealing with it. you have to Mourn things. You have to understand things. You have to process things in that time. If you don't deal with it, then it will come back at some point. And yeah. That's the biggest thing I've learned is every time something pretty terrible has happened to me. And there's been a few things. And again, as we as yeah. we as we grow as humans, we start to work through those things and understand why are we the way we are. Am I? I'm. You know, I'm starting to understand that. You know, running ultra marathons isn't the most normal thing to be doing. And maybe where does that come from? Yeah. I'm Actually, trying to work through why I'm drawn to these things. Why am I drawn to going into these emotional? Pits to try and pull out something that's in there, yeah. and it's again it links back to things that happen to, to across your life, you know. And so for me, it's uh, yeah, it, it's, it's you know, passing my cousin's a big one, um, biggest one I, when I was I actually fell out really badly with my my mum when I was fifteen years old. Okay, was what really really big one for me at the time. I was like, yeah, is what it is. Cool. I end up living with my dad. He lived like a bit further away. Had to commute to school at fifteen. And at the time, I was like, yes this is this is. I was like, this yeah. is awesome i was like don't have to deal with that anymore Independence. independent because my mum was like she's reasonably strong strict woman there she was a teacher herself which okay. meant that she helped me a lot my school work and that and like i was pretty well protected in, yeah. that, in that lifestyle and then all of a sudden 15 before exams it was like oh, okay like big fallout yeah. don't let that anymore it's like
1: what what happened
0: a lot of multitude of things it was just okay. you know my mum, my parents divorced when i was very young i spent i lived with my mom so my dad on weekends and again it's not even, it's not even like a blame rate on my parents mm. because my parents did the best job they could at the time But you grow up you start to realizing your parents are just people who are trying their best at yeah. the time we're, like I my mom had me when I was younger than I am now and I'm thinking most 30-year-olds I know I'm <laughs> fucking responsible still and they're just kind of doing their best they can mm. do there so it's definitely not like a criticism or blaming uh, at them at all because they were just trying to do their best they could and you know they sacrificed so much and gave so much but at the same time you know I thought, you know, most people think of their parents, their mums, someone that's always gonna be there no matter what. And actually, like the feeling and understanding that I had, or maybe that I'd taught myself, was, you know, oh, you're not necessarily deserving of someone's love or affection, or you distrust when it comes there because before it's been taken away from you. Yeah, that was a real hard thing to start to come to terms with. It didn't. It took me until I was like mid towards the late twenties to really understand that because. You know, I just generally had distrust of my partner, even though there's no reason to distrust them at all. It was more a case of I just thought, you know, well they could say this, but they could say I love you and whatnot, but yeah. I know that doesn't mean anything because you could
1: just disappear at one point. All of a sudden the road could just be pulled under. Exactly cool. that.
0: So then it's realising, okay, that's that's a me problem, not my partner's yeah. problem. That's the case of, I've got things to work on there. Every time I get caught on these long runs of these ultras now, I start to go into those things. Okay, what are the ways I can improve this idea? What are the ways I can improve this attitude I have towards myself yeah. or towards people who give me or show me any love or affection? Why do I feel that I don't deserve these things? What is it about me, you know? And it's like, when you really get into those things, and for me, like I tried to speak to people about like, I've tried to go to therapy. <laughs> I'm terrible at that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, just someone I don't really know having a conversation like that and asking real deep questions. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I don't <laughs> tell you this. It took a while. And I found that actually a combination of going to speak to people about that and finding the person that I actually kind of like to speak to about that. And then doing this on runs, like speaking to myself about it. And again, it's not saying that I'm trying to self, self fix myself yeah. here. But generally through life, I've always found that I've got myself out of my own situations. I've got myself out of my own predicaments, and this is just a way that I can self-serve myself by doing this a daily thing of going for that run, keep a check on where we're at, you know, move move the needle towards where we need it to be and just continue to work on ourselves there. And again, not saying that the run is going to solve anyone's problems here by any means. I'm just saying it had a massive impact on me and a massive positive impact on my own mental health and my own disciplines by doing this thing daily
1: that I hated. It sounds like to summarize what you've just said is like do the small things you don't want to do. Hundred percent. I think that's... hundred percent. That's that, listening from everything you've said. It, you did that journey has been so big, but if you used to try and take that step up the the mountain in one one step, you couldn't take mm. it. But what you did was started here, and every single little step grows and grows, and it was all from doing things that your brain said, "Oh, don't do that." Hundred percent. You got to remember, our brains we're tricky. Like we're not
0: our mm. thoughts and our brains. Yeah. And that's really important to remember, you know, they're, they're, that's just a part of us, we're not the thoughts of our brain. So when things say, don't do this, don't do that, just remember, like we're very complex beings. Yeah. We may say things one one day to us and may say other things the other day to us. We have a tendency to kind of deceive ourselves all yeah. the time. So if, we, if we're in a concept about deceiving yourselves, just rewrite the narrative a little yeah. bit, just change it up a little bit. You know, when your brain says you probably shouldn't do that when talk about going for a run, maybe it's pissing with Maybe it's yeah. cold, it stay indoors. Don't and shut and the it. fuck up. Just go and do it. Just go and do it. It's fine. What's the worst can happen? Get a bit wet. Okay, great. I love that. So in terms of close, bringing this to a close, yeah, is, is go and do it. <laughs> don't <laughs> fucking do whatever it you is, man. It. Life's this again. There's one of those things, you know. Life is far shorter than we ever think mm. it is, and life will pass us by fast. And you got to remember, you'll never be this age again. You will never be in this position in life again. You have got to make sure you're enjoying what you're doing. You got to make sure as well that you know you've got something to work towards. And if you're not enjoying where things are in life at the moment, that's okay. Yeah. A lot of us don't. But it's your responsibility to deal with that. It may not be your fault for the reason, the place you're in. Most of the time, it's never our fault, the reasons we're in, the situations we're in. But it is our responsibility to deal with that. Mm. I'm not saying running will fix those problems. I'm just saying, found int- I, found, I found a discipline that helped me recognize other issues in my life. And I think it's a great thing to do. It may not be for everyone. Mm. But then again, I didn't think running was for me either. Yeah.
1: But it is. I mean... I can't think of a better sentence to to bring that to a close. But before we do, I know you've got a lot of calories to get in every single day. Yes. And we have two bars here, which are called Power Protein. Talk to me. They are chocolate fudge brownie. They are caramel flavoured. Ooh. 20 grams of protein, 1.9 grams of sugar. Perfect. Should we do a taste test? Absolutely. Oh, let's
0: go for it. Go for it in there. Have you lined this one one up all all, uh, the
1: interview? Here we go. go. Perfect. Gives you your brutal, honest, brutal honest. here. Yeah, Get this one here. Go for All it. Right. Okay. Oh, he's ripping it open. ASMR. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. What are we what are we feeling? We'll take the lot. we we'll yeah. <laughs> babe, we'll give you a box. We'll <laughs> give you an absolute box. But I brought a bag with me up today, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll fill course, it up. Yeah. That's a very
0: easy eat. That. That's a very that's easy nice. eat. A lot that's of time. Protein bars are very mouthy. Sorry for
1: chewing down the microphone,
0: everyone. <laughs> I've at home. If you're into ASMR, you'll enjoy this.
1: Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying these episodes, let us know by subscribing to whichever channel you're listening through. It makes a huge difference and allows us to grow and bring you better content. Thanks for listening.